Hello, and welcome to Orchid Story, a podcast for women who have experienced a big event in their lives that divided it into the before and after. I'm Rachel Nussbaum, and I'm here to help you find meaning and healing through personal narrative now that your life looks different than the one you expected. I'm sharing stories from real life. The details may be different from your story, but the connection is universal. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Orchid Story Podcast, or welcome back. I have a fantastic two-part series to bring to you um, this week and next all about how the trauma we are collectively experiencing with the COVID-19 pandemic affects our nervous system. And part two will be all about strategies for processing that trauma in our bodies. Before I get to the awesome interview I have for you with Elena Kyrgos, I want to uh, let you know that my sanctuary program, which is my signature eight-week online program for women, is currently open for enrollment. So this episode is launching on Thursday, April 9th, and uh, the doors will be open for about another week or so. And um, I want to invite you to check out this program. You can go to orchidstory.com slash sanctuary for all the details. This is the frame, the, the framework I have developed to help people process their story of struggle through writing. This is all the work that I have done in Orchid Story in the last three years poured into this amazing course, which consists of weekly journaling prompts, writing prompts that you do on your own, and a an online video gathering um, each week to talk and connect and support and encourage each other. I think right now we need this work more than ever. I am seeing it on all everywhere on all fronts that connection is just incredibly important right now and being seen and heard in a safe space to process what we are all dealing with. So please come and check out Sanctuary and if you have questions just reach out to me and through email or through social and um, I'd love to tell you more about the program. Okay so on to today's show I have my guest and my friend Elena Kyrgos here. She's a psychotherapist, a coach, and a nutritional therapy practitioner. Elena integrates her nutrition and mind-body training, helping people reverse the impact of stress and trauma, manage anxiety, shame, and illness. She has a passion for helping people, people build the competencies they need to skillfully cope with life's challenges with strength and ease from the inside out. Here is part one with Elena. Hi, Elena. Welcome to the Orchid Story podcast. Hi, I'm so glad to be here with you today. That's exciting. Yay, me too, especially since we're friends. Uh, To get us started, would you mind telling everyone a little bit about how you do the things that you do? How I do the things that I do. I love that question. (laughs) So um, as you you pointed out, I'm a licensed therapist, um, coach, and nutritional therapy practitioner, and I wear different hats, but essentially 
at the end of the day, I help people, in particular women, I should say, um, really strengthen their capacities to cope with challenges and crises in their lives and really develop their sense of authentic self. Um, and I do this through the skills as a therapist and as a coach, but also when appropriate, I leave in my nutrition um, background to help people get healthy really from the inside out using truly uh, an integrative mind-body approach. Awesome. And you and I met a couple of years ago when we were living in the same town and both working for a sort of community-based teaching space. And you and I were both teachers there and that's how we met and we kind of clicked right away and have been friends ever since. And I thought it would be kind of fun to tell our community about how the idea for today's um, conversation came about. So we were, we, you and I like to go for walks, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we love our walks. We love our walks. And we were walking. This was right before, you might remember this better than me. It was right before coronavirus really hit the U.S. Yeah, yeah. It did hit like other parts of the world, I think, right? Yeah, At that I think point. so. Because yeah. I feel like we were kind of touching base about, do we want to meet? Do we feel comfortable? But there weren't any stay-at-home orders or closing of school or anything like that yet. Right, right. So we decided to meet and walk outside and we were walking along and I was telling you about how my son Griffin had been struggling at night with sleep and anxiety. And you were reminding me that he went through the medical trauma of his open heart surgery and like maybe those things were connected and the trauma that he experienced could be influencing his sleep now. Did I get that right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I do remember that conversation. I do remember that walk and where we were, yeah. So I was like, well, that's really interesting, Elena. And you, you said at that point that you were doing a lot of recent research into the nervous system and how trauma affects our nervous system. So I just like kind of took that in and you talked to me a little bit about it. And then our lives changed, our collective lives have changed significantly in the last couple of weeks. And you and I have been touching base and I thought, well, what, what if Elena could tell us a little more about that research she's been doing on the nervous system and if she could come on the podcast and talk about it, that would be awesome. So here we are. Is that your recollection of events? Yes, yes, here we are. Yes, that's, and how appropriate, like the timing, we didn't necessarily know that it was going to evolve to be what it is right now in our society and our, um, in our town and this nation and worldwide. But yeah, absolutely. That's where we are. Okay. So um, I think we're going to dive right in and let you educate us and counsel us about some of this information today. And so I want to let you lead the conversation. You know way more about this than I do. Um, so where's a good place for us to start? Um, so let's just talk about maybe, I think the word trauma gets thrown around a lot. Um, so maybe just kind of like, I just want to preface a little bit um, what that means, because there are different types of trauma. Um, 
there's accumulated stress trauma, there's medical trauma, like what we were talking about in our conversation earlier on, there's developmental trauma um, or shock trauma, and it can be a single event, like a uh, car accident, uh, natural disaster, or what we're experiencing right now, the pandemic. So, um, you know, there are different types of trauma, and I would say, yes, we are experiencing, in a way, this pandemic is a trauma that we're all collectively experiencing. And when there's been previous trauma for someone, the capacities to cope with anything like this right now can be somewhat compromised. Mm -hmm. um, if people have had enough trauma in their lives and they've worked through it and they develop resiliency, then they may be able to use what they've learned to apply now and cope now. But then when people have had too much trauma, um, previously, and it hasn't been resolved, then the capacities to cope right now can be somewhat compromised. Um, so it's really about creating stability right now and kind of working through that, which is, you know, what I was hoping that we could talk about today too, just the, you know, the tips, the tools, the resiliency, like how are we going to get out through, um, through this pandemic? Um, but then there's also the nervous system. So I was I was thinking maybe to just do a little recap on the nervous system and why um, we're getting triggered the way we are. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, and just what you've said so far is so helpful to think about that how or or what we've experienced in the past and how we've dealt with it, and no, no judgment, but just whatever that is really does influence how we respond right now to what's happening around us. Absolutely. And again, I mean, we all have experienced some type of, like we can't go through life without experiencing quote unquote, like a trauma, uh -huh. you know? It just depends on the types of trauma. Has it been accumulated? Um, you know, earlier, like developmental trauma that hasn't been worked through can really have a deep impact um, as an adult later on. So yes, that is an important point. Um, not to say that we're doomed. We definitely can work through this, right? Absolutely. And what is, not, oh, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and that's where like, um, that's where I love working with people, developing the tools, the, the skill set to develop resiliency because we can, mm. we really can. Yeah. I love that. You, that's like so hopeful. Um, before we move on, what is accumulated trauma? Okay, it's like accumulated stress. So like lots of little traumas accumulated. So like in a like over typical time. woman, what, what, what can you paint a picture of that for us? Mm, a typical woman. So it could be like um, developmental trauma. So early trauma from a young age, right? And it can come in, it doesn't even have to be severe trauma such as emotional physical abuse right or sexual abuse it could be just not feeling seen and heard as a child not being encouraged to express yourself and and be creative not feeling like that you mattered mm -hmm. right um so it could start up as something like that which goes through childhood right and then you layer on like all these other and then you show up in the world um not feeling seen and heard and that you don't matter. And then you may have attracted scenarios or scenarios have been attracted to you, um, depending on how you want to see it, where 
that continues, mm. you know, and there are these accumulation of like little traumas. I mean, you like, you know, you have a partner who continues to make you feel that way. Um, so they're just, just an accumulation, if you will, um, over the span, you know, starting from childhood to adulthood. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for um, describing that to me. I don't know that I've heard that term before. And so, um, yeah, I just want to make, you know, understand what we're talking about. And that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like people can, will be able to really relate to that idea too. We all have some, some, some amount of that for sure. Right. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, And that's, yeah. Thank you for asking that question. Yeah. Okay. So you, next we're going to move to a little refresher on what the nervous system is. Is that right? Yeah. I just think, because I think that some, some words, again, just like trauma, like I feel like it's helpful for people. What I find with my clients is sometimes just doing a little like psychoeducation can help them understand like, Oh, that's why I react that way. It's not because there's something wrong with me, you know, like building onto that shame, but like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And I think it provides a different, um, a perspective, a lens to look at why we react the way we do. Yes. Um, so I'll keep it simple and short. Um, but basically our autonomic nervous system manages our, our body, our physiology and our mind through two branches, which I'm sure we always hear about the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic um, nervous system branch. And they're automatic responses, and they really help us adapt to make our um, our system, our human system, work. For example, so this is the autonomic nervous system is what helps us, you know, digest our food or know like when we're drinking water, we actually swallow. Like we don't think about those mm-hmm. things, right? Um, and it also governs our survival strategies, the things that protect us, and they show up as fight, flight, and freeze. So basically, you know, the general concept is this, you are chased by a tiger, your survival responses, uh, your survival responses will mobilize like, um, and send a massive surge of chemicals, mostly cortisol and adrenaline, which are our stress um, chemicals, our stress hormones, and they activate the sympathetic nervous system. So what this does is it increases our blood pressure, increases our heart rate, and distributes more oxygen to our muscles so we can run away from that tiger. And after the chase is done, our body wants to recover. So everything kind of comes back. You know, the the heart rate will come back to normal. The blood pressure will come back to normal. It's our baseline. But, you know, as we know in our our society, apart from the pandemic, right, our day-to-day routines trigger a lot of these responses, even though they may not be survival threats or warrant like that type of a stress um, and we don't necessarily come down to our baseline and over time it really accumulates in our body and can have debilitating effects on our health and you know that's what I see in clients who come in and they're like oh my god I want you to work help me work on my GI symptoms right I'm experiencing this mm-hmm. well we need to look at like oh like what's been going on you know like there's also there is a physiological component but then like what about this, what about this survival mechanism that, you know, you've been living on with? Um, But then there's also the fear, the freeze response, right? Excuse me, the freeze response that um, 
also gets triggered in times of fear and threat. And this is basically like a loss, um, a loss of feeling, if you will. Like there's numbness, like this disconnection and a real inability to feel like positive emotions, like joy and love and tenderness. So it's, it's a shutdown response and it's meant to really kind of preserve our sanity, if you will. But then it also shuts us down from feeling anything in our body. You know, we know that our emotions live in our body. So when we don't want to feel these things, um, we, we just shut down and stop feeling the feelings. So both the, the fight, flight, and the freeze are intelligent responses, right? They're meant to help us survive. Like there's a reason like why it's helpful to feel numb and disconnected when we get too overwhelmed and it feels intolerable, right? Um, but again, the point is that you want it to, when the threat's over, you want the freeze response to end as well. Yeah. Um, Cause when it doesn't, you know, that's where a lot of, um, if you will like burnout shows up, a lot of symptoms, chronic pain, sleeplessness, um, GI issues, you know, tension, anxiety, depression. There's so many things. It's like a cup that's filling up with water. Think of it that way. You keep on adding water to the cup. It's going to overflow at some point. Um, that's the same thing with our nervous system. We keep on adding these stressors without releasing them. Sooner or later, our system will be full and start to overflow. It gets mm -hmm. trapped, right? Um, it gets trapped in our body. So um, just bringing it to this current state of the pandemic, our nervous system is constantly activated. I mean, we're, and in some ways it's helped us, right? We go to the stores, we know what we need to do um, to be safe you know, to keep our family safe, to keep ourselves safe, to, we know what we need to buy, we know, um, you know, we need to listen to the news to get the latest updates, so on and so forth, but our sympathetic nervous system is constantly, like, being turned on, turned on, turned on, you know, the more news, the more we read, the more we hear, we're being reminded of it when we go to the grocery store, like, up oh, six foot distance, and then you go, and you're like, oh my god, there's no more toilet paper, <laughs> I thought I'd be lucky today, um, it's like it's constantly being provoked. Or when you hear those numbers, like the number of people um, that are getting sick, or the number of people that have died, or you know someone, you have a loved one that's contracted the virus. And when your sympathetic nervous system gets triggered in these examples that you've just given, what's happening is that there's like a flush of new cortisol and adrenaline that is produced? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're constantly, um, like there's a constant like flame, like keeping us on fire all the time. And we're producing like our, these hormones, right? They're constantly being um, excreted. And um, we actually have like stress organs in our body, which I won't go into, but they serve a purpose when we want to like run a marathon or when, you know, when we are in an actual stress response. But when they're constantly working and producing these hormones, um, we have to like do our part to, you know, use our higher brain, which is a part of the brain that can think and reason and, you know, step back and be like, okay, we actually have control and choice in this moment. Like what, what can we do, you know, to like take ourselves down a few notches? 
Yeah. So that is so extremely helpful. There was a moment this week when Kurt and I were in the kitchen and he, I think he said something like, my stomach feels a little off or like, I'm not feeling great. And I was like, that's because your cortisol and your adrenaline are just pumping through your veins all the time now, babe. Um, so I, I feel like I was, I, that was on point there. Um, totally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so did we review the parasympathetic portion? Yeah. So the parasympathetic is like our rest and our digest state, right? Uh, That's like our calm state. But, but the freeze response is actually triggered by the parasympathetic when we kind of like numb out. Okay. Okay. That's the disconnection. So when you're using, when you're parasympathetic, when you're in a healthy parasympathetic state, right? Like, like that's the rest and digest. When you're stuck in a parasympathetic state, that's the disconnection. That's the freeze. That's the numbness. That's the immobilization. Got it. And that, I think both pieces of this, we all, like, I think we're experiencing all of it. Both of our, our sympathetic and our parasympathetic are being triggered a lot lately. Like, can that happen in the same day? Like you go, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because let's say you start the day and um, I'll give you an example. I think when was it Monday where the governor announced the like the stay at home mm-hmm. June 10th, right? Um, so for me, I was just getting the woke up and I was like, okay, like I got this. I know what I have to do today. I'm gonna have, you know, had my schedule, had my clients, whatever. Um, feeling good and then I'll go downstairs to where my husband's office and he has CNN on like (laughs) all the time he has the news on all the time even it's on mute and I could sense like this surge of um kind of like anxiety and I was like oh my gosh I turned I was like you should like you don't need to watch this all the time you know like it's a lot of background just like stimulation like I could feel that yeah um and then later on, I heard about the, you know, till June 10th, official order from our governor in the state. And then I just kind of like, I noticed like maybe an hour later, I was just not there. I was zoning out from my work. I was trying to do some stuff, you know, trying to write some stuff. And I just wasn't there, like zoning out, really kind of disconnecting. Like I wasn't focused. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's a real disconnect there. Um, yeah, so answering your question, yes, you, you know, you can go through from sympathetic to parasympathetic um, in a day for sure. Yeah. yeah, so that's just an example of like where, you know, where I kind of I noticed that in myself that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's so helpful, and I feel like it, I think you you said this before, but I feel like it's worth saying again that like these are systems within our body that yes, as we work on them and develop skills, we can manage it to some degree. But like, there's only so much control we have over the systems that are automatic in our bodies too, and like it's it's normal, right, to some extent for these things to be happening. Yes, it is normal because as I, you know, as I mentioned before, in some way, 
like if we're shutting down, then it's like, oh, this is too much. There's been too much stimulation. I've been reading too much. Example, reading too many news, too much yeah. news. Um, the, but there is always an opportunity, I believe, even in these moments, like these responses, yes, they're, on, they're automatic, right? Um, as they are part of our autonomic nervous system. Yet, um, there is always a moment when we can take an active role in changing that. So then using our higher brain to, um, to kind of reorganize ourselves, if you will, to reorganize our responses. So it doesn't mean that you don't feel the way you do, but there's always an opportunity, I think. And if we can tap into that, then we don't have to stay for too long mm-hmm. in those extreme responses, mm-hmm. which are either like, you know, immobilization or extreme like anxiety. Anxiety, yeah. 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 I feel like I've definitely experienced both of them a lot in the last couple of weeks, probably more for me, sympathetic. I tend to run more anxious and like jittery than (laughs) shutting down, but I can relate to both. And I know people will definitely be able to relate to these. So I want to ask you who in your life needs to hear this story today. Go ahead and share it with them. And if you love this show, leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. Head over to orchidstory.com if you want more from Orchid Story. And remember, your story is your strength.